What's up, everybody? It's Saturday, May 23rd. Why'd you pause? Uh, I don't know. I can't answer that question. Work, work, all week long, punching that clock, dust till dawn, counting the days to Friday night. That's when all the conditions are right for a good time. I need a good time. Yeah, I've been working all week and I'm tired. I don't want to sleep and I want to have fun. It's time for a good time. I cash my check, clean my truck, put on my hat, forgot about work. Sun going down, head across town, pick up my baby and turn it around. Good time. Oh, I need a good time. Thank you for that, Seth. Yeah, you're supposed to wait till Sam says, welcome to fried green beans, and then play the song. We were just... I, I was simply trying to explain myself. Why he had a pause, why I don't know what day it is. Why my brain is not at maximum podcast capacity at the moment. No. Smooth brain Sam. That's what I call him. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna chalk it up to uh, this was our first full week back at work. Uh, Post quarantine. uh, How are we feeling Chance? How are we doing? Mentally, physically, It was good to see some of my coworkers because I get along with them very well. They're great to work with. But as far as the working part goes, I mean, it was work. What can I say? (laughs) Working for the weekend, am I right? (laughs) You're so right, man. TGIF. What else else can you say about it? I mean, no, but I I agree with you. I mean, it was good to see some coworkers I hadn't seen apart from, like, you know, Microsoft Teams meetings and whatnot. But uh, are y'all, like, like wearing masks around the office and that kind of thing um we don't have to wear a mask if we're in our own like personal office but if we're yeah. in like the common area of the office we have to have a mask on mm-hmm. or if we have yeah. to go in our main office we have to have a mask on yeah yeah that's that's kind of how we've been is like you know we have to take the elevator up and whatnot so we've we have to wear it when we're going in and out of the office like on the yeah. elevator and whatnot but if we're in our own individual little cubes, you know, we can take them off. And yeah. I don't know. It's just weird. It feels really weird. Mm-hmm. But um, Especially since we were at the apartment for almost two months. Yeah. And I mean. <laughs> kind of accustomed to it. Yeah. It was It was an interesting time for sure. And now it's back to the old grind. The, back, B-O, B-O-M-B. I'm, I'm back on my bullshit. <laughs> 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 bombs away oh lord yeah man it's it's been interesting so i knew we knew it was coming we, we knew, knew it was we coming. were gonna have to go back yeah because we just gotta make that cheddar you know yeah get that bag Hustle. secure that bag i'm trying to make same it, old shit i'm trying to make just it a different day for me and mine <laughs> you gotta go get it go you gotta get, get what's yours Gotta put that bread on your plate. We about to be on some Gary V shit in oh here, dude. Gary V. You gotta, you gotta flip it. You gotta go to these estate sales and buy this all this old jewelry for two dollars. Get on eBay. You can sell that for five dollars. Hustle. You just made three dollars. Cheddar. That's how I became a billionaire. <laughs> I've went to every estate sale in the tri-state area for the past four years. <laughs> estate sales. <laughs> That's I've a, never that's been the to secret. one. That's the secret to the millionaire's success. Oh, Gary Vee's a billionaire. Billionaire's success. I don't know if that's true. <laughs> I don't know. I think yeah, he's a, I, I, I think he's a millionaire. Yeah. 
That guy, cur- you want to talk about someone that curses a lot? That guy curses a lot. Dude, he does. Like, an unnecessary it, amount. Every once in a while, like, someone will... And yes, I do have a LinkedIn profile, so that is a that is a strike against me. But every once well, in a while, well, we're young professionals. You have to have one, it's right? Right. Professional social media. But I was one of those people for the longest time that was like, I'm never gonna have a LinkedIn. I'm never gonna do this. Only whatever. reason I have one is because to graduate co- a class I had to have to graduate college, we had to have one to pass the class. Oh yeah, well that. <laughs> That would be a good excuse to get one, but I did. I did make one. I actually the job that I have now. I got through LinkedIn like exclusively. Wow. But yeah, every once in a shout while, shout out LinkedIn. Yes, yes. Get, get Sam employed. This has been a paid advertisement for, from LinkedIn. Is that illegal if we claim they're were they're paying us to advertise and they're not? Well, it's free for them. So yeah. Well. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't know there was a law against that. I don't know. I don't think there is. I was just... There was... This was not a paid advertisement yeah. by LinkedIn. We're just yeah. talking shit. Uh, but yeah, the Gary V videos will pop up on my LinkedIn every once in a while. And I'm like, seriously? Why? 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 <laughs> Speaking of paid advertisements and sponsorships and whatnot... Uh, are you ready to are you ready to go to a New Orleans Saints game in the strip chat Superdome? <laughs> yes. <laughs> this uh, that would be the most New Orleans thing possible. Yeah, that's actually what the Superdome being spans- sponsored 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 by a webcam porno company. Yeah. <laughs> it would be very on brand. This was this was recommended to us to talk about by a big fan of this podcast, Tanner Watson. So yeah, shout, shout out, out to you, Tanner. Shout out, Mr. Watson. Shout out to you. Uh, so, yeah, we're talking about, for those of you that don't know, in 2011, Mercedes-Benz purchased the, what would you call that, the naming rights? This is the naming rights. The naming rights for the Superdome, the Louisiana Superdome. Yeah. Uh, and they announced that they are not going to renew their sponsorship. Uh, I think it's. I think they're. It ends in like 2021. Yeah. Um, they're moving on to bigger and better things, aka the Atlanta Falcons Stadium. Um, it's so weird that they're both sponsored by Mercedes Benz uh, right now. Also, with it being like rival. That. Yeah, like teams. they hate each. Like, yeah, it's so weird. But um, so. The naming rights for the Superdome were up for grabs, and the first proposal was sent in by StripChat for fifteen million dollars. Um, which would be that would be so that would be so perfect. It would be, but <laughs> don't I wouldn't I don't think they're gonna win the bid. So if they, I read if, that the name the Mercedes mm-hmm. for the ten year contract they have for the naming rights for the Superdome, they paid it said between fifty and sixty million dollars. So let's just say for a decade. Yeah, for a de- so five. Let's just say five million a year. Oh wow. Okay. And that's got to be. It's got to be worth way more than that now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That was what they. That's like what they paid ten years yeah, ago. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's probably closer. I to wonder what the fifteen million was. Like, is that fifteen million per year, or was it just like uh, probably total? Total for yeah. however many years. So. so what would what would be your ideal sponsor of the Super? Dome? If we're keeping in Louisiana. It would have to be some of the ambulance chaser lawyers. <laughs> Either the two big dogs, Gordon McKernan, the Gordon McKernan Superdome. Yeah. Or 
more. I would, I would prefer Morris Bart because then you could call it the Bart Dome. Oh, the Bart Dome, and he's already a big New Orleans. Yeah, sports he's a New guy. Orleans guy. He's always on the Pelicans. You know, he had coronavirus. Really? Yes. Well, thoughts and prayers. So to coronavirus, him. <laughs> coronavirus is getting their pants sued off. Oh yeah, he would for sure sue the coronavirus. If anyone can, Morris can Bart. Do it. Morris <laughs> Bart can do it. And don't forget about that little kid. Is he that, what? Is he one call? That's all. Or is yeah, that, that's Morris. Bart. That's Morris Bart. Okay. Don't forget about that kid that was weirdly obsessed with Morris Bart. <gasps> and he, he had a Morris Bart birthday party. Yes, he was, yeah. on, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, and they got him a little suit, like a little Morris Bart suit. Oh my gosh! It was, he was a two-year-old or something. Honestly, mm. out of all, out of all the ambulance chasers in Louisiana, Morris Bart far and away has the most drip. Oh, by far, one hundred percent, by far, and he's got the butt chin and like the hair that sticks yeah. straight up. He's like an evil Mel Kiper. Yeah, yeah, he does have some. No, Mel he's Kiper like vibes. Mel Kiper's cooler. But if Mel Kiper cooler had a brother, drip, yeah, 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 yeah. Cooler, <laughs> not evil, but cooler cousin probably. Because they yeah. like, yeah, they don't look like they could be brothers, but probably like first yeah. cousins. Old guys kind of look like birds. Got slick back hair. Yep, wear yep. big suits. Yeah, Morris Bart was like the the cousin that was Welcome. like... Welcome. He was always blowing down at the family Watch events. Watch the Saints take on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Bart Dome. The Bart Dome. Come on down to the Bart Dome. <laughs> the f- that would be such an easy setup. Then, yeah, everyone else would make fun of make yeah, fun of us. Falcons fans would be like, huh, the Fart Dome. Exactly. Shut so up, dude. Bart's out. Morris Bart's out. So yeah, we're can't... We're, the we're, Fart Dome. We're going we're gonna to go ahead and rule off that one it would or you just name it the fart dome because <laughs> i think if you get the naming rights i'm not sure i'm not <laughs> sure with all the legal mumbo jumbo you don't necessarily have to name it after your company if you buy it you can just name it whatever true. you want true i mean it was i'm pretty sure that's how that works yeah no yeah you that's can how call naming it, rights work you can call it whatever you want you can yeah. call it the fart dome presented by morris bart yeah bart fart bart fart because, I mean, like, before all this, it was just the Louisiana Superdome for the exactly. longest. And then everyone was like, wait, we can monetize this? We can sell the na- we can sell the naming rights to this? Yeah. Hell yeah, let's cash in. I think that, I think a really fitting one would be Bounty Paper Towels. Ooh. The for bounty, obvious Bounty reasons. Dome. The Bounty Dome. <laughs> I mean... That's obviously the biggest criticism of the New Orleans Saints yeah. franchise. So I think we just lean into it. And we say, yeah, yeah, you know what, Bounty Gate, it was a thing. And how about this? We'll name our stadium after it. The Bounty the Bounty Dome. The Bounty Dome. Sponsored by Bounty Paper Towels. The Bounty Dome would be It would be very intimidating to go oh, play a yeah. football game inside the Bounty Dome. For sure. It sounds scary. It does. I like that. But I had another idea. Okay. It doesn't say who can place bids on the Superdome naming rights. So I'm thinking if we can muster up some cash, we might be able to throw like, a hat in the ring. I like this. Yeah. So what was uh, Strip Chat was at 15 million? Let, yeah. Maybe we go for 16 million? So we start oh, there. Nah, I think we, we, I want to double. I want 30 million. Okay, we're shooting for thirty million. That's yes. pretty ambitious, but we have a loyal following. I think that we yeah, could. I think we. I think we can muster up thirty million dollars <laughs> between our forty-five listeners, and we would call it the Beans Dome. Ooh, with a Z. 
Yes. Because it's already got the Mercedes-Benz yeah. with a Z in there. The Z's already on the stadium. Yeah. So it would be really Dude, easy to change. You would, you would, all you would have to do all you would have to do was drop the Mercedes and then mush an A, uh, an a in between. Yeah, exactly. This is a really efficient name. We could... I'll start drawing up the paperwork now. Dude. Okay, we're dropping a GoFundMe for fried green beans to purchase the naming rights to the Superdome. We're, sh- we're going to have a target goal of $30 million. And we're going to get... The- <laughs> we're going to call the-, the Superdome the Beans Dome. The Beans Dome. Or just anything we want to name it. Yeah. Beans <laughs> Dome is the first choice. What if that was what we wrote into the contract? It was We got to change the name each like six months whenever we want it yeah whenever we want it it's like at first it's just the yeah first it's just the beans dome yeah. and then we just like the next month yeah. we just go off the rails and yeah. we call it like chance and sam in credit dome yeah <laughs> we just like cycle through all the possible like the the doug dimmodome dome the doug dimmodome dome <laughs> oh um, gosh the uh, Dwayne the Rock Johnson. I really hope it's not some like lame ass sponsor that gets it. What would be lame? I mean, honestly, the Smoothie King Center sounds kind of lame. Where the Pelicans I, play? I, mean, I don't hate it. it it's it's not like the if worst. The, if the Pelicans became well, they're they're gonna get there when they're good. You could call it like the big smoothie. Yeah, yeah. Smoothie King. I mean, it's got King in the name. Yeah, true. I mean, king shit on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Here, king, you dropped your crown. Yeah. Pick your head up, king. Pick your, your head crown's up, king. falling. Your crown's... Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm trying to think of, like, some Louisiana companies that probably would shoot for it. I honestly could see Raising Cane's, like, heavily uh, considering that. I can see it, too. But... Um, you know, it would be cool if we did get the naming rights to it, and also if we put a clause in the contract that we get to record at midfield every week. Like, oh, we yeah. just set up our podcast. We turn the Superdome in into our podcast. It would just studio. be one big echo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would Sound probably be, the, would be terrible. <laughs> that would be probably just worst us a laptop scenario. and two microphones sitting on the 50 yard line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, but Canes, I can see Canes. I could definitely see them doing it. Or Popeyes. Yes, they gotta have. The, all, they've been selling all them chicken sandwiches. They gotta have the lady from the commercial though at every game. Oh yeah, for sure. Like on the sideline every game, just handing out like popcorn, chicken, to everyone, and, and yeah, yeah. Well, actually, you know, calling everyone sweetie. That might. You know how like NFL teams do. Uh, they. You know, it'll be like the official soda of the New Orleans Saints. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. They may already have an official chicken. Do you know if it's Popeye's or Cane's? I don't know. It might be Popeye's. I've never been to a game in the Superdome. I I haven't either. Other than other than Louisiana Tech's bowl game. Yeah, I've never been to a Saints game in the Superdome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, me, me neither. The only Saints game I've ever been to was in... Uh, it was actually in Death Valley after Hurricane Katrina. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, and they played the Dolphins, and we—I we, remember that we lost pretty handily. And uh, I got John Carney's autograph after the game. It was oh, cool. John Carney! Yeah, you talk about a guy with some miles on his career, dude. <laughs> that dude—that dude played forever. 
But, uh, yeah, we lost, like, 31-3 to 3 or something like that. That was in 2005? Well, it was after a devastating hurricane, so give them a break. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, that was the Aaron Brooks era. Yep. Sad times. But then... Actually, at that game, there were these... Uh, there were these drunk guys sitting by us. Yeah. Dude, I'm, like, pulling this way out of the memory file. And uh, one of them had, like, a uh, a carved-out pumpkin with a Saints uh, – I mean, with a Florida Lee uh, spray-painted on the side. And, you know, they were drinking throughout the game or whatever. And I remember I kind of, like, walked down to the little um, – gosh, what do you call that? Concourse? Like, yeah, the little, not the concourse, but, like – down at the bottom of the section where it's like you can kind of walk through to get uh, to the stairwell or whatever. Breezeway? Yeah, it was just like an open area or whatever. Down down the stairs from where they were sitting. They freaking chunked the pumpkin at me, dude. And it was like, I mean, it didn't hit me, but like, it was like... They threw it at you? I'm pretty sure they did, yeah. I mean, I can't prove That's that. That's pretty funny. But yeah, I'm pretty sure I got a pumpkin thrown at me in 2005. Out of well, you probably game. deserved it. Dude, I was freaking nine years old. Yeah, you probably didn't. Whatever. You probably flipped him <laughs> the bird or something. Yeah. I was probably using my binoculars to look at the sensations or something. <laughs> I actually was doing that. <laughs> I'm pretty sure there's a picture of me somewhere. Well, I'm glad you've outgrown that. Yeah, yeah, I've outgrown that. You always that. see the old guys in the stands doing that. Yeah. There's always a video of like some old guy using his uh <laughs> his phone to record the dancers and then someone's behind him recording him recording them on his phone. Yeah. It's like a recording. Then, then it gets posted all over Twitter. Mhm. Mm. That's always that's like a huge fear of mine is to be doing something public and someone record me without my knowledge. And I end up on Twitter, and everyone's just roasting me. And right. I'm just like, who is this? Huh? What's this video? And I click on it, and it's me. No! <laughs> that is like a legitimate fear I have. Yeah. And if it's like a... Like, I know when I, I, I want to get in the gym, and I, I need to lose weight. I always say this, but I have this fear of, like, I'm working out. I don't want someone to, like, take a picture and be like, wow, look at this guy getting his stuff together. Getting his <laughs> look, I'm so proud of this. I don't know him, but I'm proud of him. Look at him go. Yeah, and then everyone's it's just like me dying on a treadmill. And then everyone is, like, gassing you up online. You're like, yeah. no, I don't want that getting out. <laughs> please stop. Don't look at the, please, please take this down. <laughs> please don't take pictures of me. Are you ever, like, are you ever, like, alone? And then you do something, you're like, man, like, I would never do I would never do that if people were around, yes. like, picking your nose or something. Yeah. If someone just caught you on yeah. video, like, picking your nose in public, you're, oh, gosh, that would be yeah. so embarrassing. Like, reading a book. Yeah. I only do that in private. I can't gosh. see one. <laughs> I can't let anyone know see that. See that in public, you know? You're like, reading a... Uh, Reading Nietzsche or something. Or... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Some full. I can't have everyone knowing I'm a secret oh. intellectual. Yeah. Gosh. Canceled. Canceled. Oh no, canceled. We haven't talked about canceled island. Yeah. In a long it's been time. a little while. Are we, is there a is there a new addition that we need to make to canceled island? Yes. I Am have I gonna one. get a new friend I have to hang one to out submit. With? Okay, let's hear it. It's Lana Del Rey. <laughs> and what and what is her cancelable? She offense? has been cancelled. Basically she put a big long post on Instagram talking about why all these uh black women artists 
get all this hype for things they sing about, but she doesn't get hype for the things she sings about. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the gist of it. Yeah. And the internet did not take it well. She was canceled, and Winged Eyeliner Twitter is losing its mind. <laughs> winged Eyeliner winged, Twitter. Winged? Oh, winged. Winged. Like, like, yeah, the, yeah, like yeah. The winged. Winged. Like, you know, like when they got the yeah, little yeah. tips on their eyes. Yeah, like, I know what you mean. Well, that's, that's, yeah, that's her, her, that's, that's her thing. That's her, I like, I like how her, that's a brand. In her post, she was like, she calls out all these artists. All of them are like people of color. And then yeah. she, in the next paragraph, is like, also, first of all, why was, why was she venting like that on an Instagram, like, notes app post? And then, so in the next paragraph, she's like, uh, there's got to be a space in the... What did she say? There's got to be a... Uh, For people like me. Yeah, people, like, people who look like me or sing and about act like stuff me. I'll sing about. And then she was like, I didn't mean like... I didn't mean like people who physically look like me, like white people. Yeah. Also, like, probably the most ridiculous part is the very first line when she starts out, question for the culture. Yeah. And it wasn't really a question. I mean, I guess yeah. it was, but it's also like a rambling statement. And then at the oh end, yeah, it was she, a rant. Then at the end, she plugs her own poetry books. She's like, mm. "I will be discussing more of my thoughts in my two upcoming books of poetry published by insert publishing company here." So was it a rant or was it an ad? A little bit of both. She managed to like plug her poetry books. Get you a girl who can. Who's do both? buying Lana Del Rey poetry books? That's a really good question, and it's not me. Is it you? No. When you're so reading, obviously if we're not reading, reading alone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I only read classic literature. I don't like Hank the Cow Dog. <laughs> like uh Hatchet. <laughs> that was on like every eighth, summer reading list like eighth, in, every, in middle school. I think everyone's read that book in eighth grade. The one that was really going around? I think I read this in sixth grade. Was the Lightning Thief? Is that Percy Jackson? Percy, that's the Percy Jackson series. Yeah, that one was like wildfire in middle school. Yeah. But um, yeah, I we were talking about this earlier. I couldn't even name like more than two Lana Del Rey songs. Summertime sadness and that song from Great Gatsby. Yeah. Which I think they might. Are they the same song? I don't know. They could be. If you told me they were, I would believe you. I did not like that Great Gatsby movie. The I, book is... I would never say this about anything else, but the book was, f- like, way better. You read the book? In high school, yeah. Dork it was like, alert. It was, like, on one of the reading lists. <laughs> that was another reading list yeah. book, was The Great Gatsby. Of course. I mean, oh, somebody quoted F. Scott Fitzgerald recently, and I was like, are you serious? Oh. oh who was it? It was Seth. It probably was Seth. He would. Yeah, he would. Seth. Seth wishes it was the 20s again, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh, dude. I was born in the wrong generation. Oh, I hate that. That's like the well, that's who consists of My, okay. Lana Del Rey fans are those kind of people. The people that bother me most with that thing are the ones that want to live during pioneer days they're like i wish i could live in the wild west no you do not 
you could not handle it. <laughs> every single per almost every single person now would die. Yeah. Within minutes. We're soft. We are We're so soft, dude. I've listened to these Okay, I'm telling on myself, I don't actually read books. I mean, that's fair. I have someone I read them to me. <laughs> it's called an audiobook. <laughs> I do listen to audiobooks. I drive a lot for work and I like to listen to them when I drive. It's just a different it's method calming. of consumption. Exactly. It's a book. And I read very slow, so I have to have someone else read it to me. I'm also really slow. And I comprehend man. better. Yeah. With that way. I'm the same way, man. But I I've, I've been reading this book about the Comanches. Okay. And they were pretty brutal to what they did to these settlers in like West Texas, like the plains of Texas. Mhm. I mean, sometimes I don't want to get into it cuz it's very it is very graphic and incredibly violent. Yeah, yeah. But the things these people lived through that you hear about in this book, there's no reason they should have lived. None. I'm talking about dragging themselves for days mm-hmm. to get to water or get help. Yeah. And yeah. still living like another 40 years. Yeah. Somehow. So now, if any of us got dropped in that time, 100% dead. Yeah. Almost immediately. So. Yeah, we're soft, man. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, fine with where I'm at. I don't want to live in any other time. I don't. What What do you think is it that? What do you think is so like appealing to people like that about the struggles that people went through like that? I, I don't know. I think it's more of just like an idealistic thing. Mm-hmm. I think I think they're really people, just. I think they, they. It's like a. They separate the bad, like the bad parts yeah, of those time periods, yeah. and they're really. Yeah, I I see what you mean. I mean, it was a great time. I mean, you ride your horses around mm-hmm. and uh, with your boys, your gang. You have a gang causing all kinds of shenanigans, getting saloon fights. Mm-hmm. You know, causing a rocket. You ride your horse into town and shoot your guns in the air. Quick draw. You know, you rope one of the townspeople and drag them through the mud. That does sound kind of fun. I mean, it does. I mean, that's the whole premise of Red Dead Redemption <laughs> 2. Yeah. And Red Dead Redemption 1. Those are great games. Arthur Morgan. Arthur Morgan. One of the greatest protagonists in a game <laughs> of all time. I played that game for a little bit, but I never... Yeah, because you don't have a ball to kick in it, so <laughs> it didn't interest you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that was probably the problem. No, I've been playing The Witcher 3. That's mm. the most game I've been playing for weeks now. And... You watch some of the shows, so you kind of know what The Witcher's about. Yeah, And for these that don't know, basically, The Witcher is about this guy who hunts down these mythological monsters. Mm. And it's basically like a medieval, In like a medieval period. Isn't it like Polish mythology or something like that? Slavic. Slavic Eastern Europe. European. Mm. We're going to talk about Eastern Europe later on in the podcast. We'll, we'll, We'll double back. These games crack me up. So it's an RPG, so it's a role playing game. And it's open world. So you're constantly running across like monsters and bandits. And I, I understand the monsters fighting you, but the bandits you fight are just normal, everyday, just supposed to be regular humans. And you go into this camp of bandits, and as a witcher, you have a sword, and you start fighting these guys. Mm-hmm. You start fighting these bandits, and they 
they'll fight back, but most of the time, the first few that attack you, they get chopped in half almost immediately. But the thing is, most of these bandit camps have 10 or 12 bandits in them. These guys just keep coming after they've seen these comrades chopped and clean in half by this giant mutant man. Mm-hmm. And they're still like, we got it right where we want them, boys. Let's get them. <laughs> You're going down, sir. Get the Witcher. And then it just ends poorly for all of them. I just yeah. want one video game where you show up and you like kick one guy's ass and the rest of them are just like, you can have it. Yeah, yeah. Let me get out of here, please. They like run for their lives. Yeah. Yes, they're like, they just drop their stuff and just skedaddle. Have you... You've watched, uh, is it Robots and, um... Death, Death, the anthology. The thing on Netflix? Yeah, Death, Love, yeah. and Robots. I Death, Love, yeah, yeah, something that like it? that. Death, That's Love, and Robots. so good. Have you, uh, you probably It have. is so good. It's one of my favorite things on Netflix. That episode where it's like these soviet yes you know what i'm talking that's about that's my favorite one that's dude it's that's that's kind of what it reminded me of when yeah. you were talking about that with like the monster things that come so out of the ground cool yeah yeah that one oh, and the yes. scene at the end which if you haven't watched this on netflix you you really should it's um, worth it and i think it's one of the last episodes none of the episodes are related but they're all mm-hmm. just like very they're all they're they're their own stories mm-hmm. i guess is what you call it an anthology yeah i i don't know but uh this one episode, it's it's um, I mean it's animated, uh, and it's about these uh, Soviet soldiers during what what era was that? Like World War Two. Like yeah, some sometime around World War Two, and they are fighting off these monsters that come out of the ground, and that's dude that scene at the end is so cool. When they're like when they find this big hive, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh, and they're all they're, like they all know they're gonna die. Yeah, and they send a messenger a messenger to go and you know let their higher ups know that they found like a hive and to come and like bomb it. Yes, dude, that scene is so cool. And all the like they're fighting and all the bombers show up. Yep, yep. Yeah, that Gosh, is. Gosh, dude, that was such a cool. What scene. made you think of that? I don't know. Just when you were talking about the monsters and like yeah. the, I don't know something when you were talking about the Witcher just made me think of that. I watched it recently, that episode recently with uh, my brother, James, and yeah. um, it's very cool. It is, it is. It's a very cool show. That's like one of the best things Netflix has put out, like that series. Yeah. Like, I liked every one of them. They yeah. did. They're so. all cool in their own way. It's right. way better than Black Mirror. <laughs> I think Black Mirror is like corny. Yeah. I think that some episodes are cool. Yeah. But yeah, some of them are. Some of them you're like, all right, you're trying a little too hard right now. <laughs> yeah. Dude, one of them really messed me up. It was with, uh, who's the guy that plays, oh, uh, I know his name, Do- uh, Domhnall Gleeson. You know what I'm talking about? The guy who's in Star Wars. He's a Ir- Irish guy, British guy, and he plays, he's in the new Star Wars trilogy, and he plays that, uh, is it Hux? Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he plays the, Hux in the new like Star the Wars guy... trilogy. Um, Adam Driver, Kylo Ren, like beats up all the time and like makes fun of him and yeah, yeah, that guy. He's always like, Ree! yeah, they're always making fun of him. Yeah, it? which speaking of the new Star Wars trilogy, he's like a huge beta. Oh yeah, he's a huge beta. But yeah, they they throw in some humor that is just like really, I don't know, it just feels really out of place. In Star oh, the, Wars. the new Star Wars spoiler if you haven't seen it. 
we we're talking about Star Wars again. We talked about Star Wars a lot it last episode. It always comes back. But with him being the like the spy on the inside, yeah, that was terrible. I hated that. One hundred. It was so dumb. It made no sense. It came out of nowhere. Like it was. They tried just, to use him as a little pawn to yeah. create comedic relief every yeah. once in a while, and it was yeah. so dumb. Yes. It was so dumb. Whatever. But anyway, that guy, I think his name is Domnall Gleeson. I don't know. Or Domnall something. Domnall? Yeah, he's like Irish or something. Dom, Domnall. But um, he's in an episode of Black Mirror, and basically he he's married, and, um, well, actually they may not be married, I don't know. But they're, they're having a baby, he and his partner, and he dies in a car crash. Have you seen this episode? Mm-mm. But he he dies in a car crash, and this new technology is coming out that they basically program his personality by, like, they they take all of his emails, text messages, all that, run it through the software, and they create basically a robot version of him and insert all of his sayings that he would say in texts and, and uh, emails and things like that, and they, like, load it into this, like, AI, and... He's like a robot that is essentially like he has all the functionality of a human, but his he has this AI brain that is just spitting out things that he would have said in his texts and emails. And so the wife is like, yeah, I, she does it. And like she, you know, it's like a mail order, new husband, yeah. robot thing. This actually could have been really funny. Yeah, the episode is really sad, though. But it's so sad. I know. I can imagine being sad, but that could be really funny. Can you imagine just, like, then program your brain with nothing but, like, tweets you like? Oh, dude, yeah. Mine would be <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Mine would be so dumb. Like, they just take the stuff me and you DM each other on Twitter. <laughs> and it, and if that was brains. the only thing, oh, my gosh. It would not be a coherent. We, no, <laughs> they would, they would be thrown into, like, a prison. Like, they would. <laughs> Something's wrong with this one. Yeah, we're just going to go ahead and terminate this one. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, it ends with, uh, she's, like, she keeps telling him, like, it's not really you. Like, I know it's not really you. Like, you're just a robot, basically. And, you know, she ends up having her daughter, and she grows up or whatever. And she keeps him in the attic because she can't live with him anymore. Yeah. So she just keeps him in the attic, and every once in a while she'll send her daughter up there to, like, say hi to him. Dude, it is terrible. It makes me so sad. But that could also should have been really fun. Like it could have been really funny. Yeah, I mean, it's a it funny premise. Yeah, no, it's a funny premise. But gosh, that that's but my also, least favorite episode. Could you imagine your brain being programmed just by your work emails, like the way you email at work? Oh uh, man, mine would be proper as hell, bro. Yeah. Good morning, Sam. How are <laughs> you today? I was wondering. Good afternoon, everyone. Best. Best. <laughs> you in every sentence and best. Every time you're leaving. Sincere like, regards. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was wondering, what do you want for dinner tonight? Sincere regards, chance. Yeah, mine would speak. That's just like, how you speak. Yeah, like super coherent, full yeah. sentences. Lots of like exclamation points. Yeah. Hope you are all doing well. <laughs> per our last conversation, I said I did not want meatballs. Gosh, dude. I don't know. That is a funny little idea. We didn't. We should tuck that one away. <laughs> jot it down. Yeah, I'll jot that down in the notebook. 
I am sick and tired of politicians trying to be like normal humans. Yeah. It's driving me crazy. I what what triggered you this time? Multiple things. <laughs> Mostly Cory Booker's top five. His top five <laughs> favorite rappers. Senator Rapper. Is he a senator? One, right? Uh I think so. Yeah, he's a senator from New Jersey. Cory Booker. Presidential candidate. I don't even like worry about his politics. This has nothing to do with this. It's purely personality. Yeah. And his top five. Here's this list. Chance the rapper. Common. Of course. Talib Quali. Is it Quali or Quali? I, I don't know, dude. Jay-Z and Queen Latifah. <laughs> Had to All throw right. Queen Latifah in there. Jay-Z obviously should be in everyone's top five. I mean, uh, I mean, does he though? Are we talking about influence, like influ- influential rappers? Uh, well, so I don't know. Ranking top five rappers, I we're becoming the real life. So... The three kids sitting on the couch. <laughs> this is the real life version. <laughs> this is a roundtable discussion. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think that anyone can have their own opinion and it's right and whatever. Like, yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's your personal you. opinion, but but I mean, that's yeah. a whack opinion, dude. Queen Latifah? Get her out of there, man. I, I didn't even I know cannot, she rapped. I can't name a single Queen Latifah song. I couldn't even name a single Queen Latifah movie. I know she's an actress, but I... Uh, and I know I've seen her in things. I don't know what, though. She hasn't been in anything in a long... I think she... I don't know. I think she made her money and she's taking it easy, which I respect. Hey, I respect that 100%. And Chance the Rapper? Okay, okay. This one... This one's a sore subject because we've really talked is. about this before. It really is. This one hurts me to talk about because it really, it really just makes me upset every time I talk <laughs> about it. Because, first of all, I want to preface this by saying I love Chance the Rapper as a person. I yeah, think he seems I think, like a, he really does seem like a good. I really person. like him a lot, and I also love his first two mixtapes. Yes. 10 Day and Acid Rap. Acid Rap is legitimately one of my favorite albums of all time. Of like any, Me too. Any style Cocoa of music. Cocoa Butter Kisses. Yeah. The Hidden Track, dude. Paranoia. <laughs> dude, riding around in high school with that bumping in my Ford I'm Ranger, bro. My Gosh. That album, Acid Rap is amazing. But yeah, his... His career has really taken a nosedive. And yeah, he's, it, he's it, kind it of become a, to say a that. joke. Yeah, he is the butt of the joke. But now. also, not just Cory Booker. And then it's, I think, Nancy Pelosi. Didn't she call the president morbidly obese? I have no Supposedly, idea. Supposedly, something about her referring to the president as morbidly obese, and everyone on Twitter was like, yes, queen, yes, look at her go, go, Nancy. Or, or when she... But uh, isn't Nancy a rich white woman, aren't? Isn't the internet supposed to not like rich white women? Yeah. I mean, ever isn't every politician a rich person? Pretty much. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're all being paid insane salaries to make decisions on behalf of the rest of America, most of which is poor people. The so way, explain that to me. What The, the revolution starts now. Yeah. <laughs> right here starts on Fry Green Beans. Yeah, I... Dude, I, I really don't want to talk politics on there because I like, think I don't want to get into like really just specific like 
beliefs and anything like that. But I'm just talking about just politicians' personalities in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is there a likable politician now no. on either side? No, there's not. Either one, you're like, wow, this person would seem like a fun person to hang out with, and ha-, you know, no. And the problem <laughs> is, they like their social media in turns try to make them seem that way. Yeah, they try everyone, to humanize, and it doesn't. And they're, and they're not, not human. They're not. They're lizard people. They really are. They're people from the depths of hell. You know who? They uh, smell like sulfur. Do you know who Clay Higgins is? Yes, the cop, the 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 cop from South Louisiana, from Saint Landry Parish, Saint Landry, and he mm-hmm. became. Uh, He's like in the House of Representatives yes, now, yes. or something. Bro, he owes oh. like two hundred grand in child support. Yeah, he's an. Oh, I want to say he is one thousand percent an actual piece of shit. Like he is a piece <laughs> of shit human being. And first, okay, so he he got a lot of notoriety because. He uh, was in these videos in St. Landry Parish. They would cr- they would make these like yeah like Crime Stoppers. They would make these like hype beast Crime Stoppers videos where yeah. they would be like flexing all of their like guns and stuff and videos and they're like he would be up in the camera like you know making wisecrack jokes about yeah. people they were looking for people that were running from the cops whatever and so a lot of these went like super viral and then he was like yeah I guess I'll just be a politician. And so now he he actually got elected to the House of Representatives, and yeah, I always see videos of, of him in Washington, uh, come out and like go viral on Twitter yeah. and stuff. Gosh, dude, it's I just don't like. And then you have people think these politicians are tweeting this stuff when it's some like intern. Yeah, I mean Ted Cruz isn't funny. Ted Cruz isn't. <laughs> Ted Cruz is not human. What was that tweet about about butter? I don't. I'll, you remember like, that? Her, his kid's first words was like, "I like butter." Or something. Yeah. Oh gosh. But then they try to humanize these people, and like you said, they're not normal. Yeah. They're not human. No. They smell like sulfur. <laughs> I have the documents. Is that is that who I think it is? Yes, of course I, it okay. is. I was just wanted to make sure it is. Um, He's insane. But you gotta say, it is pretty funny. It's, it's so funny. It is hilarious. Come back here, you coward! <laughs> coward! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Yeah, I. You remember that time? What were we talking you about? Remember that time Hillary Clinton was on that radio show and they asked her what she had in her bag and she said hot sauce? No. That Beyonce song came out? Like. I don't know. She said something. I have something about, no idea. It's a Beyonce song. She said something about having hot sauce in her bag, and then so Hillary oh, was on some radio show, and they asked her like, "Hillary, what do you got in your bag?" And she's like, "Hot sauce." <laughs> and of then course. and then everyone hated it. Yeah, and that's probably why she isn't president now. She's she was during her. She they tried to make her relatable, and she's not relatable. Yeah. Yeah. Have you seen the video? Like Donald of her? Trump is not relatable. Have you seen the video? The of her? dude has a golden toilet. Yeah, and they try to make him be like an everyman. It's like all the it's like all the billionaire uh, def- like uh, uh, reply guys on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, that anytime someone says critical something critical about some super rich person, yeah, they spend like tons of time just replying to people yeah. on Twitter and like defending them. I'm like, dude, get a life. And, uh, I hope he, I hope he sees this, bro. Yeah, I hope he, I hope he sees this and like Venmo's you a million dollars, man. Um, you know what? Uh, what cracks me up about both sides of that coin, like the people complaining and the ones defending. 
You think like Bezos or Gates or any of those people <laughs> care? If I had a hundred and thirty no. billion dollars, I could care less what the internet <laughs> said. I could buy the could internet. Buy, yeah, I, was just about I would to say. buy the internet you and just buy it. I would just buy Twitter and delete it. Yeah. Just be like, all right, keep tweeting stuff about me. It's mine now. It's all deleted. Like, like the guy who deleted his just, Flappy Bird app. Exactly. Just pull. Just, you know what? You actually, know what? that guy had like a mental breakdown. Yeah. I heard that. <laughs> it got it, way too popular and he couldn't like keep up with all the ads or something. And or wasn't it like pe- people were asking him for money? Like his like close Oh, I don't know. Friends it, was, or something. it was a whole bunch of different things. Like, yeah. Like a culmination of them. Yeah, and he, he just snapped. It, it overwhelmed him. He's like, you know what? I think he's better now. Yeah. I hope but he's doing for well. a little while, it just that's why he shut it down. He's like, it's too much. I it's can't handle much, it. Yeah. That really was one of the first games that I remember being like an absolute sensation. Yeah. I still have an old iPhone with it with Flappy Bird on it. If anyone you wants should it. sell that like on eBay. Yeah, if I'm anyone sure has some, like eight thousand dollars. I'm sure some weirdo would buy it. Yeah. I need to go dig that up. That's a good idea. It is. Hustle <laughs> on my Gary V. <laughs> Shouts out Gary B. <laughs> Gary Vaynerchuk. I just created money out of nowhere. Yep. But were we talking about uh, politicians being relatable? Yeah, how I they try to humanize them and they're not human. Yeah. I think I've said my piece on that. I don't... I could go on a lot longer, but then I don't yeah. want the FBI to come kick my door in. Yeah. So, we're just going to leave it at that, that they're not human, they don't actually run their own Twitters, Yeah. and they don't care about any of us. The only one that I, this is the last thing I want to say about politicians and their music taste and whatnot, is uh, every year I look forward to when Obama drops his playlist of the year, because <laughs> I know that is actually from him. Yeah. Dude, he, he put, uh, you know that Chance, the rapper song, Acid, um, Acid Rain? Yeah. It's on Acid Rap. The, yeah. Dude, that is the realest song ever. <laughs> it's like the realest song on yeah. that album. Like he gets into all kinds of issues. I, I was afraid and that was on Obama's playlist, and I was like, "What?" I was afraid you're gonna start talking about uh, Beto O'Rourke and how he was in a punk band. Oh, uh, Robert, yeah, he, he Robert, was. yeah, Robert O'Rourke. <laughs> yeah. Not Hispanic in the least bit. <laughs> but yeah, we'll call him Beto. Remember, he was so cool. He skateboarded that one time, and he would stand on tables and, and he talk. Would, and he would say the heff word in his in his speeches. Yes, that was he would so cur- cool. It's always cool when politicians curse. That was always so cool, man. Yeah, Beto. He's such a cool guy. Such yeah. a cool, relatable guy. He's just normal. Yeah. Just a normal guy from El Paso. Just a normal, super wealthy. Yeah. Just like us, man. Just, yeah, super wealthy. That's what we are. <laughs> And people were still standing on street corners, passing out flyers to get people to vote for him. Uh. Anyway. All right, I'm getting mad now. We have to. <laughs> yeah, we have to move on. We gotta move this along. I'm about to say some stuff I shouldn't. <laughs> okay. Uh. Do you want to do? You want me to convince you to like soccer? I mean. You're acting like that's a sure thing. Like when you no, get it's done a sure thing. with whatever you're gonna say, I'm gonna be a, a footy fanatic. You, I think you are. So, nah. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna. What do you want to call this segment? Court of chance. We I'll, could just we could just call it like a story time. I'll make a ruling at the end. This is a. Uh, it's not really a story time because I'm trying to persuade you to think a certain way. So, this All is right. Shark Tank. Okay. Of your opinions. All right. So I what 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 I am trying to do. So Chance has said in the past he doesn't really care for soccer. 
I take issue with that. Um, many of you will know I'm a huge, huge, uh, huge footy fan. Um, I'm also very excited the Bundesliga is back, so there's live soccer to watch. Um, okay. I know I don't like soccer, but I love the name of the league. That league. The Bundesliga? Yeah, Bundesliga. Yeah. That yeah. Is, sounds cool. Oh, yeah, it's very cool. I heard it on another podcast earlier this week, mm-hmm. and I just I was like, that sounds awesome. So, yeah. This yeah. is the name, but not the actual sport. Well, it is pretty interesting. There are some really good teams in Germany. You might want to check it out. I'm um, okay. If you have some free time on a Saturday morning. I'm not waking up at 4 a.m. <laughs> till. No, I, I watched a couple of the games this morning. There were, there were like four going at 9.30. Um, but anyway, anyway. I am going to convince Chance to take an interest in soccer by telling him about my newfound favorite player of all time. And I will preface this by saying I only like found out about this guy recently. Um, but he has such a compelling life story and like career story uh, that, I don't know, you just can't not take an interest in it, if that makes sense. Um, so, and also I just, I know you're a big history guy and I love when like sport history is kind of intertwined with like, you know, yeah history from the rest of the world. And this is a great story, like a great example of when that happens. Um, so the guy that I'm going to be telling Chance and all of y'all about, his name is Miodrag Belodedich. Belodidich. Belodidich. Did you look up how to pronounce it? I did, actually, and I still don't think I'm getting it right. <laughs> but um, he is a... He is born in 1964 in what is, at the time, communist Romania. Okay? But ethnically, he is Serbian. He is born um, in this town that's like... Well, actually... At the time, Serbia is part of Yugoslavia. So he is born duh. in... Duh. Who doesn't know that? And um, uh, he's born in a town that's like... It's like right inside Romania, but it's really close to the uh, Romanian and Serbian border. Yeah. And so he actually grows up like speaking Serbian and whatnot, but he's Romanian. Um, so uh, he grows up playing soccer. Uh, he is like a super talented like young prospect for romania and can in, i stop you real quick yeah yeah can you present this like dan carlin like a dan carlin hardcore history oh, i'm just not good at dressing it up like that i'm really <laughs> trying though let me tell you a story now the juxtaposition of where we look back at historian <laughs> romanian historian lock slag ravinovich and you can see it as first-hand accounts that... And I can't help but think about what a beautiful image that is of this young man uh, loving and taking an interest in this sport while the whole world is in shambles around him. The Cold War is just ramping up. <laughs> America's at Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shouts out Dan Carlin. Yeah, we love you, man. Not that you would ever listen to this, but... No. <laughs> uh, he okay. would hate us. Yeah, he would definitely He's hate way us. too smart. Yeah. But, but, but might... we're not saying our fans are dumb. We're saying we're dumb. Yeah, we are dumb. Except for right now, because we're talking history. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, 
uh, when he's 18 years old, um, and he's he's this hotshot prospect, soccer prospect. Uh, he joins a team called Stal Bucharest. Okay, now Stal Bucharest is like they're like the what the Yankees are to Major League Baseball. They are to re- the domestic Romanian soccer league. Okay, they're like the best club team in Romania, and like typically, like all the best players will go play for them. Uh, so he joins Stal Bucharest in 1982. He's 18 years old. And in his second season for Bucharest, he becomes, like, a staple of the starting lineup. He's, like, very, very good um, already, like, kind of yeah. off the bat. So um, he's not just, like, some average Joe. Uh, and then, um, I guess to add a little bit of context about Romania at the time, um, the Romanian government is, like, they are it's pretty much a totalitarian regime at the time um nikolai shishescu is in power um and it's super totalitarian totalitarian um they like surveil all the citizens uh like people can't like travel freely in and out of the country unless they're like given special permission to like you would not you would not want to live there it's considered like the most repressive regime um in the eastern Bloc at the time so it's like i mean it's it's not good um and also in the late 80s is like when there's like a a lot of like tension is building over that people are starting to get like really really fed up with um nikolai shishescu so uh, the in uh, in 1983, actually, uh, Nikolai Shishescu's son, Valentin Shishescu, becomes uh, he he takes on like an administrative role at the the club that uh, Belo is playing at. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like I don't know, it's super weird, but um, this guy is basically like the dictator of Romania. And his son takes on an administrative role at this soccer team. Oh, and also, everyone on the soccer team is technically enlisted in the military. Okay? They're like a military team. It would be like if... Like a national team. It's not the national team, because that's separate. But they are technically in the... They're serving in the military. But all they are doing is just, like, playing on this club soccer team. Yeah. If that makes sense. Um, and so... Uh, basic. Also, I want to add that like, um, Eastern Europe is like a hotbed for soccer talent. Like, there are always like people coming up out of Eastern Europe, and like, there's just some really talented people over there. So the Stal Bucharest team is very good. They're like the best team in Romania. And um, do you know what the uh, Champions League is? Yeah. So the Champions League is basically the uh, like playoffs and Super Bowl of the um, of like European soccer. So all the best club teams will play in it. It's a little bit different now than it used to be during this time, like the '80s and '90s. Um, it used to be only the top team from each domestic league could compete in it. So you got like the best team in Germany and the best team in England and the best team in Romania. And they all play in this one like single elimination knockout tournament. Um, So in 1986, 
when Belodidic uh, is tearing it up for Stau Bucharest, they actually go on and win the. At the time, it's called the European Cup. It's essentially mm-hmm. the Champions League of that time. Uh, so they they advance all the way to the final. They beat Barcelona. I'm sure you've heard of them. In the Barcelona. final, Barcelona. 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 So <laughs> they beat Barcelona in the final in penalty kicks, uh, and he plays the whole game. Like he's like a he's a very crucial part of their team. Um, and then, uh, you know, he doesn't know this, um, but uh, just a few years later, Nikolai Shishescu is going to be toppled. In Romania, there's going to be a revolution, and Ceausescu is going to be convicted of um, like economic sabotage and genocide and like these war crimes and stuff. And they're just going to straight up assassinate him and like overthrow the Romanian government. But Belodedic doesn't know that yet. He doesn't know that's going to happen. So in 1988, just a year before that happens. He decides, you know what, like, we won the European Cup, but I'm not really cool with this whole regime. Like, I think I need to get out of Romania. So he decides to defect from Romania. And the way he does this is through his connection with uh, Ceausescu's son, who is still in that administrative role at the club. So he goes to him and says, also, like, people can't just, like, I mentioned this earlier, but people can't yeah. like travel freely. He has to acquire a passport. Yeah. They're like, why do you need it? He says that his mother uh, has um, some family in Serbia that they want to go visit. So yeah. they're going to cross the border into Yugoslavia. His mother has a passport, or she acquired it. Um, and he's just going to drive her over and then drive her back whenever she's done visiting or whatever. Um, so they say, you know what? Yeah, we'll do that for you. They get him his passport. He ends up driving his mother across the border. They also bring their sister with him, but she does not have a passport, so she has to literally swim across a river. That's, like, being guarded. Yeah. Um, But they have to, like, figure out when the best time to cross is and all this stuff. So his family defects with him, uh, and they go into Serbia. uh, What is Serbia at the time? Um, It's Yugoslavia. And, uh, I mean, this is like a world-renowned athlete. He's like one of the, I mean, he just won the top competition in club soccer. And so he defects to Yugoslavia. And he uh, obviously wants to continue his soccer career. So the best team in uh, Yugoslavia at the time is a team called Red Star Belgrade. Um, And they're playing out of, obviously, Belgrade in Serbia. And so... um, he goes to a Red Star Belgrade game to like kind of scout them out, and he's like he's heard of them, like he knows they're a really good team and whatnot. Um, and he goes to one of their games and scouts out the guy that is playing his position, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Yeah, he's really good, but he's a little bit past his prime. I think I can replace him." So he essentially shows up at the Belgrade training grounds and is like knocks on the door. And it's basically like, hey, y'all need a player? And they're like, <laughs> they're like uh, who are you? And he has to like convince them that he was on this 1986 team with Stal Bucharest that won the European Cup. I mean, can you, can you imagine like the modern day equivalent of that? It's like, 
if some who just won the Super Bowl, the Chiefs. Yeah. If like one of the starters on the Chiefs uh, like defected to another country and just showed up at some other team's training ground uh, and was like, and was like, hey, uh, hey, do y'all need a player? Like, can I play for y'all? So obviously they're like, they figure out who he is and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like obviously you can play for us. And um, so he ends up joining Belgrade. Uh, but UEFA, who's like the governing body of soccer, bans him for a year because he defected. And he also, in absentia, gets a 10-year prison sentence from Romania because he defected. Yeah. So, um, uh, in this is in 1988 is when he defects. And um, so, in uh, 1989 is when... He's able to play again, and all, that's also the same year the Romanian Revolution breaks out. So the communist government is toppled. Uh, things start changing in Romania, but he's already defected to Yugoslavia, so he's like, I'm just going to stay here in, in Belgrade. And so he plays for uh, Belgrade. Belgrade is the best team in, uh, in Yugoslavia, so they are also competing in the European Cup, representing Yugoslavia. They go on to win the 1991 European Cup with him playing on the team. Yeah, so now he has two European Cups. Yeah, he's actually the first player to win two different European Cups with two different teams. And uh, I think that 86 style Bucharest team was the first Eastern European team to win the European Cup. And like these are not just like bum teams that they're playing against these are like yeah. all the other top clubs in europe um and this was before money like completely dominated uh soccer so um it's it's more of like an even playing field so that's why we saw like these incredible teams just kind of come out of nowhere um but if you're familiar with yugoslavian history um what happens in 1991, shortly after they win, uh, Red Star Belgrade wins the European Cup, the Yugoslav Wars break out. And um, obviously the countries end up all like splitting up into their own sovereign nations and whatnot. Um, and so essentially this, this team that he was playing on in Belgrade consisted of like players from all over Yugoslavia. There were like Croatians on it. There were... Um, I think some Slovenian guys on it and like all these different countries like want to be their own country. So after Yugoslavia breaks up, pretty much it's the end of this team. They're, they're regarded as one of the best soccer teams of all time, Yeah. but they were only like in their moment for a year because the Yugoslav wars break out Yeah. and uh, they all kind of go their separate ways. So what Belodetic does is he ends up, in, he like, he goes and plays in Spain and whatnot. Um, and eventually he actually returns to Romania um, to Stau Bucharest because after the communist government is toppled, they like clear his name and like all this stuff. And he still lives in Romania to this day. Um, but um, yeah, he won the European Cup with two different teams. Um, I just I can't I can't think of anything that I could relate that to in like modern sports history you know what i mean yeah like that's I mean, unheard of well soccer is the only one with i mean one of the only sports with 
clubs in multiple countries that you right. Know, there's, there's, no, of, there's no football World Cup or no like real one. Yeah, there's and really like when you look 18. at when you look at what was going on during like NFL seasons in the past, like you're only looking at American history, really. Yeah. So soccer is such a global sport that it, it yeah. kind of takes in all well, it's history. Like, uh, Pablo Escobar and the Colombian national team in the early nineties. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good sixty for sixty. Like the two yeah. Pablos. The guy, I think the guy on the soccer team was also named Pablo Escobar. Uh, I don't know. They're both named Pablo. I Didn't know they that. have a guy killed? Yeah, they, like the best player on the team. He like whiffed on a penalty kick, like an easy <laughs> penalty kick, and they killed him. Yeah. Gosh, dude. But they also had that cool terrible. Uh, goalie with the long curly hair. Oh, uh. That, that would do the uh, scorpion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. Higita or. Yeah, uh, he had one name. Yeah. Say so he was really good. Yeah, no, that guy is that guy is a legend. Yeah. Oh, what also I w- Diego Maradona. Yeah, he's Argentine. Yeah, Argentinian, but he just snorts mountains of cocaine. Oh, for sure. He's also like a coach. Now. He's a lunatic. I saw a video of him recently, and like he that was dude. coaching in a game recently, yeah. and uh, some of the some of the assistants were covering up the camera so he could do a line of coke <laughs> behind them, like during the game. He's probably to the he's point. Insane, dude. He's probably to the point to where if he doesn't do cocaine, he'll die. Oh, yeah, for sure. He's very heavily dependent on it. That's like Keith Richards, a guitar player for the Rolling Stones. He still does heroin. He's almost 80 years old. but he That's insane. He, he knows the exact amount he can take and not die. Yeah. But, and, they're, and they were saying if he doesn't take it, he will die from the <laughs> withdrawal. So he has to keep taking heroin, but in a controlled environment. It's, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Um... Okay, one thing I forgot to mention about Belodedic was when he was playing on the Red Star Belgrade team in 1990. They play a uh, so Belgrade is like like all their fans are like Serbs, yeah. and they play a they play a team from Zagreb, which is in present day Croatia. Yeah, and like there's a rumor that this this. Uh, soccer game is what kind of ignited and and started the Yugoslav wars. <laughs> what? So uh, in 1990 they play uh, it's it's Red Star Belgrade versus Dinamo Zagreb, and uh, like leading up to this game, like tensions were like really rising between yeah. the Croatians and Serbs because the Yugoslavian like uh, whatever government or whatever it was heavily tilted like in the Serbs like favor. Yeah. And, like, all the other ethnicities, like, did not like the Serbs. And the Serbs, like, wanted to control everything, whatever. Uh, so uh, the Croatians and the Serbs, like, are in this conflict. And the soccer game is when it all kind of, like, boils over. Yeah. So, like, riots are breaking out. And I know you love hooliganism. I do. That's one thing I do respect about soccer. Is yes. So this is, like, Building fires in the stands. Yep. Just fighting in general. Yep. So there's there's this all this Serb Croatian conflict, and it all like boils over at this game. So riots break out during the game. One of the players on the Zagreb team, uh, there's so the police are trying to control it. This is on the field, and he sees a cop that is like uh, trying to contain a fan of the Zagreb team, and this player goes and like and like karate kicks the cop. He straight up kicks the cop. And um, they ask him, like, why he did it. And he's like, for the cause. The Croatian cause. And so, it like, they say that this soccer game, like, it was like, 
ignited all this Croatian nationalism and really like deepen the us versus them type of like yeah. thinking that is really what led to the Yugoslav wars and uh dude it's just it's dude. so insane but yeah uh Bela Didic played in that game for Belgrade I respect that about soccer that there's so many major events that it ties into and there's so much history in it and yeah. the fans are so passionate yeah. and everything else but I can't get behind the actual sport itself <laughs> the actual it's action it's so dramatic though it is dramatic but when you're watching it it's not that dramatic to me it just what makes know. it dramatic is the crowds not the sport itself kind of, a little bit I was reading many of the the people that were in those hooligans like in the hooligan uh uh groups that were like fighting yeah went on to serve in like their country's armies in the yugoslav wars yeah like many of these people ended up like fighting against each other like for real in the 90s uh in the yugoslav wars yeah dude it's it's crazy but yeah i mean soccer like yeah sometimes it can be boring or whatever but every sport can be every sport can be boring yeah i i hate baseball I can't watch. I mean, baseball. there's there's boring football games. There's boring basketball games. But I just it's just something I can't. Yeah, I just think when soccer is like real, like when you're really watching a good game and you know, in the in the meaning of it, like it has weight. Like if you watch these Champions League games, yeah, or like later on in the in the season when there's like a title race. Um, like in Germany, there's a title race going on right now. In England, there's really not at all because Liverpool is like far yeah. like. To way too many points. Clear. Isn't isn't Liverpool like having like a historic season? Oh yeah, yeah. And they're really worried about them canceling the season because yeah. their fans were freaking out. All they need to do is they win. haven't won in a long time, have they? No, no, it's been a long time. So and they were just yeah, you know, like whooping up on everybody, and then all this gets shut down, and yeah. the fans are just crumbling. I think they only needed one more game, like one more actual win to secure the title. It's either one or two. Oh, no. So, yeah. Oh, dude, if <laughs> they that close. if they cancel the season, because actually uh, the Netherlands already... It might already, set off a war in England. Oh, 100%. Liverpool fans are going to be in absolute shambles. But, uh, yeah, the the Netherlands already did it. They, they straight up canceled their season, and they were like, there's no winner. No one's getting relegated. Like, they just straight up canceled it. Um, so yeah, like later on in the season when there's a title race and there's like a big game with like big title implications, it's so dramatic, dude. And it's just awesome. No, I'm not denying that at all. I just can't watch it. I can't, I've tried to watch soccer games. I really have. And I just, they don't grab my attention. Yeah. Yeah. But I, it's okay. It happens, you know? Yeah. But, to uh, each their own. Yeah. Shout out to Mio Drag Belodidic. Yep. It's an interesting guy. Straight up my favorite player of all time now. Huh. I just think that's so funny that you like defect from a, a communist nation and yeah. then you end up in like... Well, wasn't Yugoslavia communist too? Weren't they in well, the yeah, USSR? Yeah. yeah, but it was a lot more relaxed than... Uh, uh, as lax as a communist than Romania. regime can be. Dude, apparently Romania was. Yeah, like, I've read about it. it they was, straight up, they straight up shot Nikolai Shishescu and his wife. Yeah, they gave him a. Tr- they like on on Christmas Day in '89, they had like a little show trial, but they had already picked out where they yeah. were going to execute them. Like all the well, stuff. Well, they did the same thing to Muammar Gaddafi. He didn't even get a trial. Yeah, they all all <laughs> the citizens showed up and drug him out in the street and like made a mm-hmm. bunch of very inappropriate videos with his dead body. Nice. 
I mean, he deserved it. He wasn't a great guy. Yeah, that's a common theme. Yeah. So <laughs> if you piss off like an entire nation that much to where yeah. they just straight up kill you in the street, yeah, you probably just they, they come it. in your palace and yeah. take you away. But well, that was a good story. I did enjoy the story. Yeah. Even Sorry if, if I, don't, I even if I don't enjoy soccer and enjoy the stories. Yeah. About soccer. Sorry if and I was we, a little. Uh, uh, we we the greeny baby fan base appreciate your contribution <laughs> just now <laughs> thank you and i'm sorry i, I talked you all did, your ears off about you did soccer. real research and you put in the effort <laughs> and that's what counts yeah thanks let's, let's give it up give it up for sam everybody patting myself on the back of now next week i'm gonna convince you to like something okay. or attempt to yeah i don't know what's gonna be yet well, but, I look forward to it. Okay. Great. Are you going to do as much research about that as I did about... Probably M- not. Miodrag Belodidic? I don't know what I'm going to do yet, but... I think my, uh, my, like, kind of... I started listening, I started listening to Warhammer books, so I might, uh, try to talk to you about that. How is my, uh, my Serbian accent coming along? Mm. Miodrag Belodidic. Say Kalishnikov. Kalishnikov. It's not bad. Yeah, thanks. It's pretty good. But, well, any last thoughts? I have one, but I'll let you get yours. Uh, about that story? No, just, or just in, in general. general. In general. Wrapping up the pod. Yeah, we'll go wrap this. It's called Wrapping It Up. Yeah, Wrapping It Up. Uh, no, I... I think I've, I think I've said enough on this podcast. I think you would okay. agree. I have some good news. Oh, yeah, what is it? I... My nephew was born on Tuesday. Oh. Baby Nate. Yay. Nathaniel James. Shout so out Baby sh- Nate. Shout out Baby Nate. Once he uh Uncle Chance. Uncle Chance, that's right. Once once he gets uh his wits about him, we'll have him on the pod to discuss. So. Yeah, we will we will exploit that baby for future money. future guest baby Nate. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be the third permanent he's, third he's, member. Forget Seth. He's what's really gonna take this podcast. Yeah, to the Baby next Nate. Level. That's we're gonna be riding Baby Nate's coattails. Oh yeah, well, all dude, the way to the top. This could set us up for life. That's it. It's all on Baby Nate's little baby shoulders. Yeah, I He's hope all... he can he can handle the uh, the pressure. Oh, the baby. This, this kid can handle it. Yeah, this kid's a born winner. That's right. I can just look at him and tell. Yeah. Excited but, for what's in store. But like I said, shout out baby Nate. Congrats on being born. Yeah, congrats to you, Nate. Congrats. Go ahead, pat, your, pat yourself on your baby back. Yeah, on your little back. On, on your, your little, little, little back. Little baby back. <laughs> but, alright. This, uh, this was episode six. Thanks for listening. Peace. Until next time. Peace. Greeny babies.